Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Good morning, would you stand at your feet as we prepare to worship? We all call this place home, whether you're here or online, and we know that this is a place where love is lived out. And then Psalms chapter five, it says, but I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter into your house, and I will worship you and reverence you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness and make your way straight before me. We have the opportunity to encounter God who nothing in our lives is overwhelming, impossible, or too much for Him. For the love of God overcomes all. So when you come today to worship, let's come boldly before the throne of God. This is our Father's house. Will you put your hands together and bless the Lord. Let's worship. Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Have you come to worship the Lord today? Come on, somebody lift up a voice and a shout of praise right now. Come on, come on.
Cathedral of Faith. Come on, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Come on, Cathedral of Faith, has God been good? Has he been faithful? Has he saved us? Has he made a way for us? Come on, does he deserve praise? Come on, then let him have it. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, like a mighty army of praise. Yes, come on. my parades I gotta let it out I can't hold back my parades I gotta let it I can't hold back my parades I gotta let it out I can't come on just say that with us come on I can't hold it
of faith. God is good and all the time. It's so good to have you with us today, whether you're here on site or whether you're watching online, different campuses around the Bay. So grateful that you've joined us for this great celebration of the goodness of God. We have so much to be grateful for. I was thinking about how recently I had a whole stack of certificates from our children's ministry and I was signing them and these were certificates that were going to be given to children because they had made a decision to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Isn't that awesome? It's the most important decision a person ever makes and they were making it early and now we have one of those young leaders coming up to be baptized. Nathaniel is coming up into the waters of baptism. How you doing, Nathaniel? Good to see you, buddy. Right over here. And Pastor Seti is going to baptize you in just a moment. Whenever we come to the waters of baptism, we reaffirm our faith. This is what we believe here at Cathedral of Faith. It's our statement of faith. And it's from the Apostles' Creed. And I invite you, if you would, to read it out loud together with me. The Apostles' Creed goes like this. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. But that's not where the story ends. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. Can somebody say amen to that? He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, Nathaniel, let me ask you a question. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? You love him with all your heart. Upon that confession of faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Down with the old and up with the new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was in that when Jesus went into the waters of baptism, he heard a voice come from heaven that said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And when we go into the waters of baptism, we identify with Jesus. Boy, we hear that same voice speak to our hearts that this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. So before you're seated, would you look at somebody and tell them we are children of God. Go ahead and do that. We are children of God. This is who we are, amen.
welcome back, Cathedral family, and a special welcome to our first-time guest. If you are a first-time guest, please scan the QR code that you see located in the seat on the card in front of you. It will give you more information about what's going on here in our Cathedral family, online giving, prayer requests, and so much more. We will love to stay connected with you. It's February and love is in the air. And you know what that means. It's wedding season. If you are looking to get married by one of our pastors here on staff, our premarital seminar is on Saturday, February the 25th. This is a day seminar, including lunch and snacks, and you can register on our website at cathedraloffaith.org. Here at Cathedral, Easter is always an exciting time, and there are so many ways that you can be involved and help make this an incredible Easter season. If you would like to participate in dance, drama, tech, choir, wardrobe, you can sign up at the kiosk in the lobby following service or contact Veronica at thebaldaroma at cathedraloffaith.org or visit the church office. We will love to serve with you. If you have ever wondered what's happening at Cathedral or how you can get involved, well, wonder no more. Our Connect Grow Serve brochure is here and it has a list of all the things happening. You can find it on our website at cathedraloffaith.org or at one of our guest centers in the back. We will love to get connected with you. Well, Cathedral family, that wraps up all of our announcements for today. Stay connected with us by downloading our Cathedral app to reveal all of our announcements and check out all of our social media platforms to stay connected with all our latest and greatest. We are a church where anything is possible and the love is definitely lived out. Until next time, bye. Well, good morning, Cathedral family. It's great to be together in the house of the Lord, amen? Got a question for you. How many of you like to be refreshed? Yeah. How many of you would like to prosper? Well, I'm going to give you the secret to how that happens. In Proverbs chapter 11, we read these words. It says, a generous person will prosper. You want to be prosperous? Be generous. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I just want to encourage you to be prosperous, to be refreshed. It requires us to take a step. And that's why every week we give you this opportunity to remind you the importance of investing in God's work, being faithful to honor God, recognizing all of our gifts come from him. In fact, every time you see a water baptism, you were part of that as you gave. Every time you see a hand raised for salvation, you were part of that. Every time we talk about our campuses or our ministries around the world, your generosity makes all those things happen. In fact, I want to tell two stories to you. One's about a single mom who had two kids. She didn't have enough food. She didn't know how she was going to make it. But she came here to Cathedral of Faith. She went to reaching out. We were able to bless her she kept coming to church, she kept growing, she kept becoming what God wanted her to be, and now that single mom who didn't have enough food for two kids is Pastor Ann Shearer, who's part of our church team right now because of your faithfulness. You gave and your giving paid off in the years to come. Let me tell you another story, it's about a single guy, he was struggling, he was going through a tough time, and he was ready to end his life. It's like, I'm done. But he happened to pull up to the street corner here at this light on the corner of Curtin and Canoas Garden, and he was getting ready to get on the freeway to 
drive his car off the freeway into a, into a wall. But he looked up and he saw the cross on the corner and he said, let me just try one more time. He came in here, pastor on call, sat down with him, Pastor Robert, talked to him, prayed with him, led him to Christ. That young man started coming, sitting way in the back of the balcony, then he moved up further in the balcony, and then he moved downstairs, and then he moved up closer. And now, he's the pastor of our Gilroy campus, Pastor Kent Guardiola. I'm telling you this because your generosity makes this happen. When you give, you're changing lives. And that's why every week we give you this opportunity. You can give online, you can go to our app, you can go to the website. Those watching online, you can write out a check and mail it to us to drop it by. Our ushers in the aisles with envelopes that you can take an envelope, put your money in and give it at the end of service. This is what your generosity does. And the Bible guarantees a generous person will prosper. And that's what we declare over you, that as you give, God would prosper you and refresh you. Amen? Well, God's about to refresh your spirit as Pastor Ken comes to continue in the Real ID series. Let's give thanks to God for his goodness. Again, it's so great to see everybody. I love our cathedral family, and it's so good to see you today and friends and guests who are here with us. And we've been in this topic since the start of the year about identity. Do you know who you are? And to kick things off today, I've invited a couple, a wonderful couple who are a, a part of the church family. Uh, they have an international ministry. And part of that ministry focuses on this very thing about helping people discover their true identity. And I want you to give a great big welcome to Leon and Salome as they come up to share. Come on up. I want you to get acquainted with them. Again, it's so great to have you with us today. Oh, Leon. And... Uh, as we think about the topic of identity, you have the workshop called True Identity. That's a part of your ministry. Uh, what, what is that workshop all about? Okay, so I'll take that one. <laughs> so um, a True Identity workshop is, is, is understanding the nature of God and understanding the way that he sees us. Um, each, the goal of the, of the workshop is really to have every participant uh, be able to write out a, a true identity statement that involves writing about your first and your last name, what, what the biblical basis is for that, um, what uh, a, a rhema verse, that something just hits you, you know, a, a verse that's just you know, amazing, it's hit you in the more recent history, um, my, the, a life verse, which mine was Romans 8.28, which is all things uh, work together for God who loves uh, those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Um, uh, the person you most admire in the Bible, love that. Um, that's always fun to hear what everybody thinks about that. Um, and then really uh, the core, four, four core basic needs that, that we have um, that, God, that are provided uh, or met by God, their safety, security, 
um, uh, significance and sufficiency. Um, and it's really uh, a statement that's written about 80% of scripture and, um, and really the legacy that you want to leave and how you can use your talents to bless God and other people. Amen. It, it, it's an amazing workshop. You're very passionate about it. And it, as you have ministered to people and brought them through that, what are some of the stories, the testimonies that have come out of people who've gone through that workshop? Well, there are very many stories because we've been doing this for many years. But I just wanted to say that you're so loved. God loves you with everlasting love. You are his joy. If you can understand that, if you can wake up just knowing that he says every morning, I love you, you're my beloved. That's part of my declaration. Every morning when I wake up, I just open my eyes and I'm like so thankful that Jesus says who I am. So that's what the workshop is about. We write down a declaration, a statement that we just hear from the Lord, from his word, because it's 80% uh, based on what he says about you. We've been so blessed with the series of the identity that we've been, you know, taught by you. And every Sunday I'm like, Pastor Ken, this is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Because God has been refreshing me, refreshing my spirit every Sunday. Yes. And so stories about, you know, what God says we are. Um, there is one testimony. I have a wonderful friend here, Pam and Clay. They're actually doing the True Identity Workshops now here at Cathedral Faith. And it was wonderful about a month ago how we, we were preparing for it and she was writing down her True Identity Statement. And she came to my home and she just prayed and there is a connection when you just take this time and you hear God's voice and you're like, okay, Lord, can you just tell me what you're saying to me personally? You know, the word is amazing. And he says all these wonderful things, mm. right? But then God comes and he tells you, you're so loved. Mm. You are my joy. And her name, Pam, Pamela, actually means um, sweetness, sweeter than honey. Mm. And, and she's like, Really? You know, am I that sweeter than honey? And, and she is. But sometimes we don't believe that. Right. You know, sometimes we're like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> but God says you are sweeter than honey. You are beloved, the beloved child of this almighty king that loves us every day with everlasting love. So stories. Um, every time we do it, we hear people, you know, we ask them to stand up and declare their statement. Their countenance just changes. They're like, they connected their spirits with God's spirit. They were like, okay, this is who I am. To declare it is so powerful because God's word says, you know, Proverbs um, 18.21 says that there's power in the, in the tongue, power of death or life, right? So if we speak life Amen. to our spirits, God's life to us, if we can do that to, you know, ourselves, to Each our other. spouses, that is, that's been a wonderful tool, <laughs> and, and I call it also a weapon, you know, a divine weapon. God's word says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, yeah. that he's given us uh, weapons, you know, divine weapons to fight against anything, and our identity is a weapon, because that's who God says we are. Amen. So we declare that. <laughs> that's, that's so great. It's a powerful truth to declare who you are uh, every day, and uh, 
and, and I know you've written a book, and in the book you have a chapter on identity. Uh, Lynn, you want to talk about that a little bit? Okay. So, so this will be a shameless plug, but anyway. <laughs> um, so um, chapter eight of the book is, is basically uh, of my wife's book, Becoming the One. There it is. Um, it, it really talks about this, the, specifically the truth about who you are and what God says you are. Um, so in the appendix of the book, back in the back of that, um, there's an outline on how to generate the, the true identity statement. And, and uh, my true identity statement, can I get a whoop whoop? No. Uh, <laughs> whoop whoop. I'll do it for myself. That's like, uh, is, it, is in the back. And I'll say, hello. <laughs> like Pastor Ken says. Anyway. Um, so if you would like to learn more about this uh, amazing, powerful tool, um, we're going to be in the back doing a, a book signing um, of my wife's book, and uh, we hope to see you there. Amen. Thank you so much. Would you let them know how much you appreciate them and all the work they're doing? Thank you so much. Boy, there's such a, a big need in our world today. I am who God says I am. Say that with me. I am. Say it one more time. I am who God says I am. And here's the big idea for today. Have you ever tried your hand at poetry? Well, I've always been a romantic at heart. And early on in our marriage, after just a few years, I decided for one anniversary, I was going to write a poem for my wife. And so I thought I would read a few lines from this humble attempt. Don't be too critical. It's entitled, Then, Now, and Then. <laughs> then speaks first of a history, the beginning of our story, the start of our song, the coming together of two destinies, the merging of two rivers, now flowing as one. Does it get warm in here? <laughs> This phenomenal girl who was still in her teens, I soon found out was the lady of my dreams. Hello! A woman whose beauty had heaven as its source. It drew me like a magnet, like a golfer to the course. <laughs> we'll stop right there. Ah. <laughs> uh. What if you saw yourself as a work of poetry? Not of amateur poetry, but of divine poetry. That's the big idea for today. I invite you to stand with me, please, for the reading of the scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Would you read it out loud? With me, let's fill this place with the word of God. Everyone declare it with me. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's masterpiece. Let's stop right there. Say it again. For we are God's masterpiece, the Greek word that translates masterpiece is poema. It's where we get our word poem from. 
that you are a divine work of art. You are poetry that God is writing. You are God's masterpiece. Have you ever thought of yourself in that way? One leader, Timothy Keller, he says this. He says, what is art? Art is beautiful, art is valuable, and art is an expression of the inner being of the maker, of the artist. Imagine what that means. You're beautiful, you're valuable, and you're an expression of the very inner being of the artist, the divine artist, God himself. What a powerful, powerful understanding. Let's go back to the passage. For we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Father, I thank you. Thank you for all these wonderful folks who are here today. Those who are on site, those who are online. We're so grateful for who you are and what you've done for us. And I pray that you would continue to take us deeper and further in our understanding. Help our minds and our hearts and our bodies to come into alignment with the truth of your script the Holy Scripture. We look beyond ourselves to find out who we really are. We look to the God who made us and loves us. And we ask that that truth will become flesh today. Start with me. In Jesus' name we pray this. All God's people said, can we give God praise one more time for his word? Wow. Hallelujah. Now, someone may look at you and say, ah, you're a piece of work. (laughs) But God looks at you and says, you are a work of art. You are God's masterpiece. So before you're seated, why don't you affirm that to somebody? Speak that over them. You are God's masterpiece. Go ahead. You are God's masterpiece. Wow. Now, how did we end up as a masterpiece anyway? It's what I call a work of artistic grace. When we are born, we are created by the artistic genius. And when we are born again, we are recreated by his artistic genius. And the master artist, the master artist is the only reason, the only reason that we are a masterpiece. It is a result of his work. We read this a moment ago in Ephesians chapter two. It reads this way. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Gift. Would you say that word with me? Gift. Say it one more time. Gift. Now we know what a gift is. I have $20 in my hand and I am feeling very generous today. And so I wanna give that $20 to someone. It is a gift. I wanna give it to you. Can I give you $20? I just wanna give you $20. And so I'm gonna give you this. There's only one thing. I need you to help me move some boxes at the house (laughs) after church, if that's all right. But it's a gift. So here's $20. Well, there's just one other thing. 
my car is filthy. I'm not taking good care of it. And I need to wash it this afternoon. But if you can help me with that, I'll give you this gift. And you know what? (laughs) I've got these shrubs I need to plant in the backyard also, right? But if you'll do all of this, I'll give you this gift. Well, what's wrong with that? It's not a gift anymore. I've taken a gift and turned it into a paycheck. And we know there's a difference between a gift and a paycheck. A paycheck is something that you earn. A paycheck is something that you deserve. But a gift is something that you just receive. How about a hand for our volunteer? And when it comes to how we are a masterpiece, how do we end up as a masterpiece? It's a gift. In fact, this is one of the things that makes Christianity different. Years ago, there was a a conference on comparative religions and they were asking the question, what is it that makes Christianity distinct from other religions in the world? And the group went round and round and round. They said, well, other faiths have their holy book too. And other faiths believe in the afterlife too. And they couldn't seem to come up with an answer. But then a man by the name of C.S. Lewis walked into the room. And he said, what's all the fuss about? And they're saying, we're trying to figure out what is the thing that makes Christianity distinct? And he said, that's easy. It's grace. And everyone else said, of course it is. Because in every other religion in the world, you are saved because of what you do. In Buddhism, there is the eightfold path. And in Hinduism, it's karma. And in Islam, it's the code of law. And in Judaism, it's Mosaic law. It's what you do that makes you saved. But in Christianity, it's not about what you do. It's about what has been done for you. What has been done. That's the big difference. It's on the basis of what Jesus Christ has done for us. That he lived the perfect life we could not live. And he died the death that I deserve to die. And he came back from the dead, proving that he was telling the truth. And when I put my trust in him. I received his gift and that gift turns me into a masterpiece. And that's why you can see there's no room for boasting. There's this old story about a woodpecker who was, you know, working away on a tree, a big tree. And all of a sudden lightning came down and hit that tree. Now the bird flew away, but that lightning split that tree in two, just and the bird He'd gotten away and he looked back at that tree that was split in two and he put his chest out and said, look what I did. (laughs) Really? If you're a follower of Jesus, to say, I am a masterpiece, look at what I did, it would be as silly as that woodpecker. See, the thing that marks your life as a follower of Jesus I don't say, look what I did. I say, look at what he did. And gratitude, a heart of gratitude is what fills up 
the life of a follower of Jesus. The Bible says in Titus chapter two, it says, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. It's available to everyone. Can we give God praise for his amazing grace, who he is and what he's done for us? Hallelujah. So it starts off with artistic grace and then we see as his masterpiece, I'm his masterpiece, that we are not copies, we're not clones, we are originals. I saw these twins on YouTube and I thought they were so cute, I had to share them with you. Oliver, help your brother get out. You gonna help your brother? See, look at that. <laughs> oh, even if you're a twin, even if you're an identical twin, we are still originals. The psalmist in poetic fashion writes about his creation. He says, you created the deepest parts of my being. You put me together inside my mother's body. How you made me is amazing and wonderful. I praise you for that. What you have done is wonderful. I know that very well. None of my bones was hidden from you when you made me inside my mother's body. That place was as dark as the deepest parts of the earth. When you were putting me together there, your eyes saw my body even before it was formed. How you made me is amazing and wonderful. Have you ever said that about yourself? Even if I'm an identical twin, I'm still an original made by God. And what God does when we're created, he gives each of us a unique physique. There are 8 billion people in the world, and yet none of them, none of them, 8 billion people, none of them have the same fingerprint, the same voice print, the same eye print, the same ear print, the same lip print. If you say, your kiss is one in a million, it's actually more accurate to say, your kiss is one in eight billion. And hopefully you haven't kissed all one in eight billion. <laughs> but if you have, it would have been a different kiss every time. Because no lip print is the same. No toe print is the same. No tongue print is the same. No teeth print is the same. Your genetic code is unique. When God creates us, there's no copies. There's no clones. We're originals. He gives us a certain physique, and then he gives us a certain gift. A certain gift. When we are born, we receive a gift, and when we are born again, we receive a gift. What is the gift that God has given to you? Perhaps you were good at writing or singing. Or perhaps you're good at speaking or at researching. 
Perhaps you're good at at drawing or making things. Perhaps you're good at fixing things. Perhaps you're good at mechanics or athletics. There was one uh, boxer, boxing champion by the name of Sugar Ray Leonard. And he was, he said this about his talent. He said, I consider myself blessed. I consider you blessed. We've all been blessed with God-given talents. Mine just happens to be beating people up. (laughs) None of us are copies. We're not clones. We're originals. Do you know who you are? You're an amazing, unique creation of God. God's given us a certain personality, a certain personality. I saw this one uh, drawing and it had the difference between a type A, type B personality. See if this is about right. The type A personality is climbing the mountain because it's there. The type B is sitting at the base of the mountain saying, because it's there. (laughs) Does that seem about right to you? Who do you identify with? Are you more of an extrovert or more of an introvert? Are you more of a a thinker type, you lead with your head? Or are you more of a feeler type, you lead with your heart? Are you more of an initiator, you like to make things happen? Or are you more of a responder, you like to let things happen? Are you more spontaneous, you love to fly by the seat of your pants? Or are you more structured, you like your pants folded and put away according to color and according to, yeah, fit, right? See, when God, when we're born, we receive a personality, and when we're born again, God doesn't do away with that personality. Instead, he redeems it, and he matures it, and he beautifies it. We're not copies, we're not clones. We are originals. And what that means today is all you have to do is be you. You don't have to try to be somebody else. Now that's a tough truth in our culture to take hold of. Because it seems like everybody's always comparing themselves with somebody else. I can remember, you know, when I, it was 25 years ago when the mantle was sort of put upon me to be the next lead pastor at Cathedral of Faith. And I can remember I was following my dad, who was the founding pastor of Cathedral of Faith. And there was no way in a million years I would ever be able to fill his shoes. If I would have tried to fill his shoes, I would have become a miserable failure, a cheap imitation. And there were times I tried... But eventually I came to realize that I didn't have to try to be my dad. All I had to do was be the me that God created me to be in order to fulfill my destiny. And so what I'm urging you today is to say, be the you that God has created you to be. If you're not you, who else is gonna be you? See, all you have to, well, be free to be thee. Choose to be you. I got that poetry thing going again. (laughs) God has made you an original to make an original mark in this world 
Let that liberate you today. Let it liberate you today. And when that happens, it's like poetry in motion. It is. There's a scripture that reads, or we read it a moment ago, I should say, and the scripture is that we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Good things. Say that with me. Good. Say it one more time. Good things. We're not saved by good works, but we're saved for good works. And God's created good things for us to do. Now, I want to bring out to the stage right now our, ver- our, our guest artist for the day, Rick Alonzo. Would you welcome him, Rick? If you're going to come on out. And Rick is going to start with his sketch. And I'm going to start working on my sketch too. I want to invite you to think with me about this idea about good things, good works, good works. That God wants us. He creates us and then he recreates us so we can extend and express his goodness in the world. It's a little bit like this. So imagine with me. going to take a lot of imagination. All right. So this is a person and this person is far from Jesus. There are long ways from that line, but over time, the Holy Spirit begins to work on them. Maybe it's through the prayers of a friend. Maybe it's through the love that their neighbor shows them. Maybe it's through a visit to the church, but the Holy Spirit starts to draw them toward that line. And then one day they step across the line and they become a follower of Jesus. And they're headed now eventually to heaven. So what is supposed to happen between this moment when they step across the line and this moment when they go to heaven God wants to fill up this space with good works. And that's what makes every single day in your life meaningful. That when I go to the mall, I do good there. And when I go to work, I do good there. And when I go to the restaurant, I do good there. In fact, that is the cathedral challenge for the week. I want you to take one day, one day. You can do anything for one day. And I invite you to join me on that one day that every time you're transitioning from one place to another place, when you're on your way to the mall or when you're on your way to school or when you're on your way to the restaurant, say a prayer, a brief prayer, a breath prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you guide you, direct you, to show you how you can be an expression of God's goodness wherever you are. And when you do that, that is what's called poetry in motion. How's that sketch going over there, Rick? I think we're good in about 30 seconds. All right. Well, let's keep going then. What God does is he takes our hard work and he turns it into good work, turns it into good work. Because what happens is we begin to see that we are actually at work with God in the world. That whatever work we do in life, 
I mean, God wants the world to be beautiful. So that's why there's painters and there's designers and there's gardeners and there's stylists. God wants the world to be healthy. And that's why there's doctors and trainers and nurses and therapists. God wants the world to be fed. And that's why there's farmers and and grocers and cooks and waitresses. See, we see our work, we're at work with God in the world. Martin Luther used to say about these kinds of jobs, he called them the masks of God. That we're actually at work with God in the world, working for God in the world. The Bible says in Colossians 3.23, would you read this with me, everybody? Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Working with God and for God. A great example of this was a man by the name of George Washington Carver. He was a brilliant scientist, uh, ingenious inventor. And he, most importantly, was a very committed man of faith. And he said that when he was young, he once, well, he said this, if we can go to his quote, when I was young, I said to God, God, tell me the mystery of the universe. But God answered, that knowledge is reserved for me alone. So I said, God, tell me about the mystery of the peanut. And then God said, well, George, that's more nearly your size. (laughs) And he told me. And he went on to invent more than 300 uses for the peanut at work with God and for God, God takes our hard work and that work, instead of being secular, becomes sacred. How's that painting going? I think it's okay. We're getting closer? I think it's good now. Uh, who is that guy up there? All right. <laughs> wow. God can even... God can even take the scars in our life. I heard about one husband who was, had his arm around his wife and he said, honey, I've taken you safely over all the rough spots of life, haven't I? She said, yes, you have, and I don't think you missed one of them. <laughs> and we know all about the rough spots. Perhaps you've had a battle with cancer or you've gone through the pain of divorce, or you've struggled with an addictive behavior, or you've gone through a season of financial hardship, or you've lost a loved one. And when that happens, what happens is those kinds of rough spots, they mark us, they scar us. But God is such an ingenious creator. When we take that pain to him, he can take that scar and turn it into a star. And he can bring something meaningful and beautiful out of it. He can develop our character, deepen our faith, widen our ministry. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses two through four reads this way. It reads, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be given we will be able to give them the same comfort, the same comfort God has given to us. God takes our scars and turns them into stars. That is the God we serve. Can we give him praise? Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Do you know who you are? I am who God says I am. Say that with me. I am who God says I am. God is the artist and I am the art. God is the poet and I am the poetry. God is the sculpture and I am the marble. God is the songwriter and I'm the song. Do you know who you are? You are just the right person. You're just the right height. You're just the right skin color. You're just the right gender. You are just the right person. You're just the right personality. You're just the right temperament. You have just the right gifts. You are just the right person. You are an original created by the divine artists to make an original mark on this world. We are God's masterpiece. Let's give him praise one more time. Hallelujah. And how about a nice hand for Rick? Didn't he do a great job? Thank you so much. We are God's masterpiece. Live in it today.
Let Rick know one more time how much you appreciate him blessing us with that. Bow your heads for just a moment. Jesus, thank you so much. Our hearts are full of gratitude. And again, I pray that the truth would take root in our minds, in our hearts, in our bodies. That we would come into alignment today that we would know each one of us, each one of us, you've created us and created us and recreated us, and that we are your masterpiece and we would live in that reality this week. In Jesus' name and for Jesus' glory, this can be a life-changing moment. It will be a life-changing moment for someone here today. All God's people said, Amen. Let's give God praise one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. We are God's masterpiece. Say that with me. We are God's masterpiece. Just a couple of things before I dismiss you. First of all, if you need prayer, our team will be out at the amphitheater to pray with you and to pray for you. And also, I'll be doing more baptisms out at the amphitheater, and we invite you to join us right after service. And then... Uh, Rick Alonzo, he's made these available. If you'd like to purchase one out in the lobby, what we can do is half of it will go to his ministry of evangelism in the Philippines, and half of it will go to our work in Mozambique, which is helping kids over in Mozambique. So anything you'd like to donate for that painting uh, would go to that. We have artist displays, uh, out, our professional artist, Diane, She's got displays out in the lobby. Go by, check out the art. And every time you look at a piece of art, let it remind you, you know who you are. I know who I am. And I am God's masterpiece. And Salome, we've got one of Salome's books. And I want to give this one to you. They'll be in the back. And uh, be blessed with that book. They'll be in the back. Sign the books too, so you can talk with them. I love you, Cathedral family. Have an awesome week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace.
And I pray that you would know that you know that you know that you are God's masterpiece. You may not feel like it, but I am who God says I am. And I align myself to the truth of his word. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I pray this. All God's people said, amen. God bless you as you go. Have an awesome day.